by you. Hello, my name is Omar bin Musa. This is a true high school story about a small town boy and a big time book. For years, my dad has taken me to the secondhand bookshop on the corner of Colette Street and Morissette Street. It's in an old, freshly painted white building, one of the oldest in this part of New South Wales. It used to be a mill next to the river. It's manned by this friendly old fellow who seems to have been there for ages. It smells of lacquer and old paper and bargains for those who care to look, and the floorboards creak as you walk over them. I always think that the old fella can keep track of where you are in the shop by listening to the creaks. My old man tells me that poetry is a good thing, that in Malaysia and Indonesia it lives and breathes and can inspire stadiums full of people. I don't really get what he means. Most of the poetry I see lives only on dusty old pages, like the ones my dad buys in the bookshop. Heaps of the paperbacks are only two bucks a pop. Dad buys spontaneously and seemingly at random. Edward Said, Edward de Bono, J.R.R. Tolkien. I know he barely reads any of the books. Some of them look complicated, and his English is good conversationally, but not adequate to reading them. But he likes having them surround us, and he's a hoarder, so our small flat rims with books, which are constantly collecting dust. One day, my father picks up a particular book from the shelf and tells me urgently that I have to read it. It has yellowed pages, and I can see that it's stamped with the blue ink of the mill bookshop. It cost only four bucks. It has a graphic sketch of a serious-looking black man on the cover. My father tells me that this man was good friends with Muhammad Ali, who was Muslim and a poet and the coolest man on the planet. And that he even went to Malaysia one time to fight. Dad tells me that life will be difficult for me in Australia. That I will have to work twice as hard as the white kids if I want to get anywhere. I go to a private high school in Canberra, ivy and old brick, and predominantly white. I make a few good friends there, but I always feel like an outsider. Something I can't put my finger on. My mum gave me a choice between getting braces or going to the school, because she was paying for it with her salary alone. At school, there's a lot of casual racism, especially against Aboriginal people. Even though, as far as I know, there's only one Aboriginal dude in the whole school. I'm one of a handful of Muslims at school, and only a few people from Queanbeyan. I have hair parted in the middle and glasses, and I never have any luck with the girls. Sometimes I run my fingers over my crooked teeth and wonder if I made the right choice. I catch the bus in every day, and I feel like my blazer and slacks might get me bullied at the Queanbeyan interchange. But I still have protection from the guys I grew up with in the flats, in their capper pants and gold chains, and the Tongan boys I give free chips to when I work at the chicken shop. On the bus, I read the book my father gave me. In the book, it tells of a man who goes from being a drug dealer to a civil rights leader, a fighter for social justice, a disciplined and intellectually voracious man who helps many black people find dignity 
and rethink their world. Although I'm an ocean and a generation away and a totally different ethnicity, I feel like I can relate to much of what he's talking about. Being a Muslim, living in a racist society, needing to stand up for yourself. I feel freer, I feel more questioning, I feel more ferocious, and I grow to love this man. I want to find out more about him. In the early days of the internet, I look up his speeches. I sticky tape a photocopy of a Power to the People poster in the front of my school diary. I start to look differently at the school I go to. I start to see it as a place that harbors elitism and prejudice. I start a lot of arguments. By some measure of luck, I see that there's going to be a documentary on SBS about the black Muslims. And in the advertisement, I can see that my new hero, Malcolm X, is going to be in it. I take the documentary to VHS so I can replay it every few days, especially a speech called The Bullet or The Ballot. Towards the end of the documentary, there's a section about the five percenters, a small offshoot of the Nation of Islam. It says how five percenter Islam influenced a lot of New York hip-hop, and then suddenly, in an explosion of colour and movement, two men burst onto stage, speaking rhythmic poetry over percussive drums. One of them has a distinctive, booming voice, like a preacher. The other one is a wild card, with a high, nasal voice, sunglasses and a massive clock around his neck. The clip is only 30 seconds long, but it changes something in my brain. In that 30 seconds, there's an alchemy. I make the link between the men on stage and Malcolm X, between entertainment and activism, art and politics. I realise that this is the sort of living, breathing poetry my father was telling me about, the type of poetry I want to one day create. I'm 14 years old. Stories. Stories. SBS True Stories is an SBS online production. Small Town Boy, Big Town Book was read and written by Omar Musa. Music and sound design by James Cecil. Executive producer Kylie Bolton. Producer Megan Gibbon. SBS Illustrator Stella Luna. Stories told by you.